1: Again, and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster. Here and we I'm grow. Crow.
0: Hi. You
1: got me on that one. We have done two things. More show prep for this show than I think we've ever done. Oh, I
0: think the last one was pretty prepped. Well, I guess that was just me. Yeah. This I one mean, is both of us. Okay. That was prepped for you.
1: <laughs> but no, more for this one. And then this is probably the episode... That's going to get us kicked off whatever platform we're on.
0: No, I think I got that all out of my system before we started recording. Okay. So we're right. good. <laughs> we'll make it to 40.
1: So so if I bait you, it's not going to come back out again?
0: Wait, hey, hey, hey. Let's talk about that uh, off air. Okay?
1: <laughs> all right. So uh, how about this? George, uh, George Bush passed away. Mm-hmm that's about all we need to say about that because everybody else has been i i
0: got maybe one thing to say it's not much um it's not controversial but i think that's just this these presidential um motorcades and funerals and stuff are just a bit too much i mean it's almost like oh, the king died long you know long live the king or whatever it's like knock it off this is not what the forefathers, I wouldn't even think would think the pomp and circumstance of these this these kind of like week long funeral things is too much. Yeah, the it, it, uh, it was an important you know he's an important person in in American history and, and in the world in world history and you know deserves the respect of that. And um, at the service, yeah, sure commemorations and all that kind of stuff, great. But this whole like the I see the motorcade thing going from with the what is it with the Lucite box surrounding and train surrounding so you can stand along the route as the train goes by to catch a glimpse of his car co- that's weird that's too much
1: lying in state for 3 or 5 days is kind of weird too
0: yeah i mean i i get it i do i, I don't I, I i get the whole kind of the because it's it's the kind of the atmosphere of politics where self-importance and self congratulations. And it's just like you know, Hollywood, you know, they have to have their red carpet events. They have to have the, the award shows to talk about it. Well, they kind of have to have that too, because they're self-important people. Right. So I get it. I understand their egos are part of that. I'm not saying George Bush is ego is what caused this. I'm saying just generally speaking, you know, the poli- politicians or the, um, Washington, the attitude is like we are very important we have to make this a big deal when things like this happen what do you think
1: (laughs) is going to happen when they have to do all this for trump
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know because i mean they're gonna have to
1: yeah people are gonna lose their shit but like all the democrats won't show up
0: yeah and i heard that the uh it was very awkward when he finally showed up and sat with the rest of the uh, the um like, the Clintons and the Obamas.
1: Well, Hillary wasn't even looking at him. No. You didn't even give him, like, the up nod or anything. Yeah, I didn't see so, it, so I can't comment. I just heard. I was watching this uh, guy on YouTube. I'm a big fan of Jericho Green. hmm And he was talking about that. He said, God, she just... She didn't even give him, like, the up nod. She wasn't even like, hey, nothing. Yeah. And he goes, you're fucking lost. You lost because you're a terrible human being, and you didn't, you didn't do the campaigning, and you had a horrible message.
0: And. You know, her and her and her husband are both just kind of slowly but surely just getting destroying whatever kind of goodwill legacy they had.
1: Did they have a goodwill legacy amongst
0: their own amongst the liberal left? I mean, even the liberal left are getting sick of them.
1: I mean, he did. I don't think she really did. I think. She I mean, there's a liberal PR. left,
0: a bunch of people out there that fucking love her, women especially. Oh yeah. So, but some of them are starting to think. You know, that that when people bring up, yeah, you you stood by your husband, who's a serial sexual abuser and philanderer, and you just stood by him. Well, what about that?
1: But I'll bet you there was a point where 65, maybe even 70% of the country liked Bill Clinton. I don't think she's ever gotten much beyond half that number.
0: No. Well, we already talked about this subject more than than you expected, I bet.
1: Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) I just like the idea of, God, not that... I want to see Donald Trump pass away soon, but I want to see what happens when he does. I want to see them just lose it.
0: Well, and then I would bet, like I guess uh, George W. Bush gave a very impassioned, very good um, memorial-like speech about his dad. I guess it was yeah, supposed to be pretty it was tuff,
1: good. It was tough to watch. Yeah,
0: and uh, I can imagine it was good. Not because it was
1: bad, just because it was no,
0: because he he genuinely had an emotional, I had a good connection with his dad.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And But that same thing is going to happen with Trump because Trump's got a great connection with his kids and there's going to be you know, the, all of his sons and daughters going to be probably giving very heartfelt speeches about him and these liberals and these lefties are not going to know what to do with themselves.
1: Don't you just find that the thing that's always bothered me about, well, most funerals, 90% of them, is they get up there and they make people sound like they're just, they eulogize them in a way that you're like, come on, yeah, really? I mean, even people I knew, I'm like, yeah, they were great people, but they weren't... Come
0: on. I went through a couple that were actually very realistic, where the the minister, or whoever was giving the eulogy, said that, you know, hey, you know, he had his flaws, and he didn't live up to things he thought he wanted to do in life, and, you know, he had, this is what he thought he was going to be, and this was... But he had family, and he had friends, and he had loved one. You know, it's like, that, yeah, that, that I like. It's like, they weren't, like, putting him on a pillar.
1: See, I've always wanted someone to say something like, at hey, mine, get up there and be like, hey, look... Let's face it, Rooster was kind of a dick sometimes, <laughs> and then be go like, but he knew you'd all be here, you know? <laughs> and we go, oh yeah, the yeah, fun yeah. guy. So, all right. Well, uh, should we talk about uh, Tim Pool's video? Yeah,
0: yeah. I guess uh, I tried getting through it, and I got him about halfway through it. The film consent video.
1: Yep. Well, let I... me let me explain what a Tim Pool video is
0: like. That's about it. Is Tim, Tim is, is he on the line right now? Tim what happened?
1: Is, Tim is very <laughs> succinct in the way he speaks and he's very well researched. And uh he is talking about implied consent. We, and video we, consent.
0: We would like to get him on the show sometimes, so it's it's this all in love, Tim. Yeah, all in love.
1: Lord, I you know, imitation's the highest form of flattery. Yep. But he uh sincerest form of flattery, that's it. He has a video about Um, college students now are starting to shoot videos of each other before they have sex.
0: Well, the guys are asking the women to give video uh, consent.
1: Yeah. So there's like a woman standing there saying, yes, I'm so-and-so and and I want to have sex with this guy. And, uh, he, he gets into a whole bunch of stuff about this, about how it's, it's sort of dumb because the woman could say, you know what? I changed my mind. Delete the video guys still got the video but then the guys also got the I was thinking about this this wasn't in Tim pool's video but now the guys got video evidence that this chick said yeah I'll sleep with you and he can go to his buddies and say look it, it could be kind of degrading for her well'm
0: I can imagine that's gonna be a deal breaker for 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 little romp you know the guy there's the, the woman's gonna be like you know what okay I'm gonna do it and the guys go well just one second could you say that again and with the, with the lights on a little bit louder why? Well, I want proof that uh, I didn't rape you. That's going to be a deal breaker for some of these women, I Well, think. when when does the number stop?
1: So you got a couple that's hooked up five or six times. They're starting to really get serious, and the relationship's starting to take off. And, you know, the seventh or eighth time they go to have sex, the guy goes, Hey, and she goes, Don't get that fucking camera out again. He's like, Hey, I just... She's like, I've slept with you several times. And you can go, It only takes once. And then yeah. she's like, Oh, you're a dick. And he's like, I'm just trying to protect myself and... Yeah, I mean, when is it? When is it enough?
0: Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't have much to say about this. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't uh, pull out the cell phone and go.
1: Huh, You wouldn't what?
0: No, no, no. In that in that regard, <laughs> I wouldn't pull it out and go. Uh, Excuse me, what? I whipped this out and then pull out my cell phone and go. Uh, say I want it. Well, I want it. Okay, <laughs> um, I want it with who? With you, Crow? Yes, that's what I want to hear. Okay, and how do you want it?
1: <laughs> Could you go into great, great, detail? Yeah.
0: We, we want it. people are going to want to know. Yeah. During the trial. Like <laughs> that didn't come out right. <laughs> so it's never, it's never going to happen. I'm not. I wouldn't do that. That's the only time I would bring out the video is if she's like, let's videotape this and be like. Sure, I'm not showing my face. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know how this stuff gets spread around.
1: Yeah. I we've really gotten this far. Where people people aren't gonna they aren't gonna know how to talk to each other anymore.
0: Well it's already you said there was another video you wanted me to look at, the Bill Maher, Jonathan Haidt video.
1: Well before we get into that one, the rest of this Tim Pool thing was on part of it is on Neil deGrasse Tyson. And you know, he's recently been accused been of Been Me yeah, and listening to the account, at least from what Tim put on there, and Tim's, like I said, really well-researched, and he goes through, you know, point by point what this woman who's accusing Tyson of... of uh,
0: Inappropriate you know, sexual I don't think she says commentary. assaulting her. Yeah. I think In- she says it he made
1: her feel real uncomfortable. Yeah, creepy. So, basically, and you should check out the video if you have a chance. Tim does it better than I can explain it, but... So she's working for him on Nova. She's this woman is working for Tyson on the Nova show. And the show's wrapping up. Um and she's been driving him around. That's like her job, you know, being his assistant driving him around and and he says, "Hey, do you want to come up to my place for some, you know, bottle wine?" And she goes, "Sure." And I'm thinking right there, that's the first thing where a guy who's interested in a woman asks her to come to a place like that and there's alcohol involved. And she says, sure, he's going to be going, I might be in there. Well, yeah.
0: Who, who, what guy wouldn't?
1: And she's thinking very innocently, oh, well, this is someone I work for. And I, I'm not trying to blame her for this. But I'm like, you have to have enough foresight to say, yeah, maybe I don't want to be in that position. I don't want to be alone with you and your home turf. You know. Well, I
0: think a lot of this might – go that all these like the sitcoms and all these romantic comedies and these these movies that portray nowadays young people having these non-sexual relationships and treating each other as if they're kind of equals sex you know the the sex doesn't matter so they sit around and they paint each other's toenails or they you know whatever they go shopping together or they have a bottle of wine and they they have witty conversation and then the guy leaves you know there's no sexual um chemistry on a lot of these shows it's just like people, people being people, y'all. <laughs> and yeah. so it's, it's a, uh, that might be part of it where they're kind of been, um, programmed to think, Oh, this is what life should be like. It should be, you know, um, you know, uh, men and women are, we're, we're, we're really the same and we can go and we can get together in, in these situations and treat each other like what, like girlfriends and boyfriends. And I'm doing air quotes when that, I'm not talking about like sexual, I'm talking about just friends that are of the same sex, but you yeah. can't, you can't have that situation in real life. Yeah. There's a there's a dynamic, always a dynamic in that, where one person's going to want to have sex with the other person, and if they don't want to have sex with each other, then they don't want to hang out because men and women are fundamentally different.
1: Well, that's like that when Harry met Sally line, when uh, Billy Crystal playing Harry tells Meg Ryan, who's playing Sally, yeah, you pretty much want to bang them all. He says, men and women can't be friends. And she's like, well, what about, you know, the... What about the ones you're not attracted to? He goes, eh, I pretty much want to bang them,
0: too. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't... I, that's that's overboard.
1: I know, but it's a it's a comedy.
0: Yeah, I know. But, uh, but I mean, I, there, there can be situations where you can probably hang out with, a, with the opposite sex if you have... I, I Like, I think I've brought this up before. I do have kind of a, a, a method or a switch that I can turn on that kind of, like, when it comes to, like, uh, you know, friends of mine's wives or, or, or their siblings or whatever, where I can go, boom, and turn them into my sibling in my mind. So, it's like I don't have any like sexual compulsion towards them because i'm thinking this person's related to me it's like i don't know if there's a weird thing i can do like flip a switch in my head so if you have a friend that has a good looking um, girlfriend within the first couple of days when you know it's going to get serious all of a sudden i'm like boop that switch is flipped and i don't think of him sexually at that point
1: that's because you're an android <laughs>
0: so Everybody it's a good it's that. a good it's a good thing to have
1: well, but so to go back to this Neil deGrasse Tyson thing, so he invites her up to the room, and then she says he he takes off his like button-down shirt or whatever, and he's got a tank top on underneath. Oh, tell me more. She starts Was he going, sweaty. She said, "I don't know," but she starts thinking this is a lot of skin to be showing, hanging out with my boss. And so they're sitting there, wine and cheese, and all this, and. And she's starting to feel uncomfortable, and he's talking about his busy schedule, and he could just sort of use some kind of release or whatever, and she's going...
0: Yeah, he was feeling it out. He goes, yeah, I think... Right. Yep. But he wasn't... He was trying to be... Yeah, he was trying to be kind of sly and feel it out without being like...
1: He was doing what every sort of slightly awkward guy does mm-hmm. yeah. in this situation. There's yep. nothing smooth about
0: it. No. Right? No.
1: But he's not being aggressive. He's not holding her down or anything like that, or he's... He's not using his position as her boss to sort of Im- imply. In fact, she even sort of
0: says... Well, and the fact that he waited until after a production wrap, too, kind of makes a difference, too.
1: Yeah, and she's sort, of, she's sort of saying, you know, I just thought this was hanging out with my boss, and this is getting, starting to get weird and everything. He doesn't use any of this. Well, you know, I can get you fired or whatever. So she goes to leave, and he goes, well, I want to show you this, uh, this uh, Native American handshake where they, like, feel each other's pulse for 10 seconds and stare into each other's eyes. And Where have I seen this before? I don't know, dude. I've, I've seen this before. Probably in some shitty movie. It had to be. <laughs> but, but Tim Pool was saying, um, I can't remember if Tim was saying or it was a related video to this. Someone was saying, well, you know, that's how that's how people sort of try and manipulate people is by staring into their eyes. It's like. He just hit on her badly. Yeah. That's all he did.
0: I think he saw that somewhere and thought, oh, that'd be a great move.
1: And then she goes to leave, and he's got both hands on her shoulders. Okay. Not holding her, she says, and just goes, I'd really like to hug you, but if I did, I don't think I'd be able to stop.
0: Okay. I mean. That's where she needs to go. This is not what you think it is, okay?
1: Yeah, that's where she goes. And and, and
0: he'd probably be like, oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, she goes, I'm going to get going. And that was it. Yeah. She was not assaulted
0: no he He tried to put the moves on her he
1: awkwardly hit on her and I don't like the
0: guy Yeah, so I'm I'm not backing him up uh, I'm not backing up somebody who's a part of my political tribe or whatever here and it's not just because he's a guy either it's just that there are creepers there are guys that are aggressive and that manipulate definitely there are women that do that too but men have an advantage because physically they can they can intimidate or they can restrain a woman whereas most of the times a woman can't do that to a man
1: well, I'm not I'm not a big fan of his too. It's not politics. It's a, he's such a smug son yeah. of a bitch. I I think I mentioned this several podcasts ago, but when uh one of Larry Correa's fans put on his page on New Year's, he goes, he goes "How long is it going to be before Neil deGrasse Tyson points out that, you know, New Year's is just some arbitrary thing?" <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> it comes out and goes, "You know, New Year's Eve just and the guy goes, "Fucking nail." <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So,
0: I mean, all he did was
1: well, that's the thing. You, you her have very to, awkwardly. You have
0: to, they have to stop. And this is happening more and more in, in schools. And maybe they'll start backing off. But the whole thing, this whole courtship thing is fucked up for kids now. Because everything is considered harassment or everything's considered considered, uh, you know, assault or something, even verbal or whatever. When all they're doing is, is trying to, like, uh, what's that, uh, Aziz Nazari? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. And am sorry, he, he's this like uh, East Indian comedian guy, little guy, little kind of effete dude. <laughs> he, he went on a bad date. Yeah. Went on a date. Uh, he tried to put the moves on. Um, she kind of went along with a little bit until it got to the point where she was like, yeah, I'm done with this. And he's like, oh, okay. And that was the end of it. He, he probably tried to like, what is it, wheedle a little bit and go, oh, come on, that kind of thing.
1: Well, they didn't have sex, but that oral sex,
0: I guess. Yeah, and but then he was like trying to get more out of her, and she's like, no, and he's like, come on, you know, like kind of almost begging, and yeah. it was like sad, it was pathetic, and then she left, and she, and she and then she posted about it. Right. It's like a guy, a, this poor guy. I don't like him either. I don't like Aziz sorry. but this poor guy, it, it, he's awkward. He's trying to he's trying to work the moves. He he already got some. So he's thinking, okay, why not try for the next? You and know, f- wasn't it off a of Tinder or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And, and so it's like, and then it, it's broadcast for the world to see that this guy's just awkward sexually. It's like he's not a predator. He's not, and yeah, it's it's off-putting to have somebody like like that, where he's like, it's almost sound like he was like begging her. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but that's kind of how he is. That's how he is in, in his comedy. That's how he is in his acting. And probably that's how
1: he was when you hooked up with him.
0: Uh, not, we weren't gonna talk about that. But uh yeah, I felt sorry for him.
1: So wait. Is you mean because of this, or is that why you hooked up with him that first time?
0: <laughs> Myself I felt sorry for him when I was done with him. Oh <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That was
1: a good recovery. All right. I gotta give you points there. <laughs> um so sort of getting into that how people don't know how to talk to each other anymore. You mentioned the Jonathan Haidt video. Jonathan Haidt is a uh Psychology professor at uh, New York University, and he was on Bill Maher's show, and he was talking about uh, um, how social media and everything are affecting kids now. How iPhones have come into it, and he's he's saying that the <clears throat> what we think of as you know like uh, the millennials, he said we got to stop talking about them like that because it's really this Generation Z, I think he called it, the uh, 1994 and younger. Um, these kids don't hang out with each other. They, I'm using air quotes, hang out with each other on devices. So they don't really know how to talk to each other.
0: Yeah. They they can't pick up like physical social cues that way. Yeah. And so when they actually get together in a group, it's super awkward because it's fundamentally different mm-hmm. now for these kids to be in social situations and anxiety levels are off the charts. so uh, suicidal thoughts for girls are really raising like crazy.
1: And Bill was saying, you know, we used to have helicopter parents, parents who were always around and wouldn't let, they wouldn't let kids out of their sight. Kids can't, you know, a boy can't hit on a girl awkwardly and have it go poorly and go, hmm, what do I learn from this? Um, And now there's these, they call them bulldozer parents. So they're not hovering around helping. They are just plowing everything that might be an obstacle for their kid out of the way.
0: Right. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be plow parents then? sure be better
1: sure <laughs> i think when parents do that that's how you get kids uh anyway so he said um he said that you know you have these these kids who don't experience any they don't experience anything to test their metal sort of and he said so the examples he gave was some things need to be tested you take a wine glass and tip it over it's going to break that's a bad thing take a plastic cup and tip it over nothing happens Some things need to be tested, need to be broken, need to get better. The example he gave was an immune system. It needs to be exposed to some viruses. So these parents who go through and wipe everything down with, you know, antiseptic wipes and everything are actually harming their kids. Their kids aren't getting these background germs.
0: Yeah, they're doing it socially.
1: And we're not letting these kids get social, for lack of a better word, germs, where they're hurting, you know, uh, their own egos. Social
0: exposure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's like trying to teach someone to ride a bike without ever letting them fall down, you know? Um, it would take forever, and the first time they fall off, they're going to go, well, this has never happened. I'm not riding a bike anymore. This hurts too much. Hmm. And so apparently in boys now, the suicide rate has climbed by 20%, but in girls, it's climbed 70%. Yeah,
0: that's crazy. And the
1: incidence of cutting and all these things, because people have these kids have not been able to be exposed to minor levels of discomfort and pain and injury because their parents are making sure that never happens to them. And it's going to be really scary what happens when these kids get to college. Hmm. And he was saying that, you know, we talk about these terms like trigger warnings and safe spaces. They didn't really explode until 2014, which is when um, some of these kids start getting into high school and,
0: that's This is so weird to hear this because, I mean, it, it makes sense to me, but I was just hearing not even two years ago that the next generation, that generation Z or whatever it is, was more conservative than the millennials. That was more traditional, like trying, they were coming back around to being traditional and wanting to be more conservative. And that's, that's what the kind of the, um, the message I was hearing a couple of years, you know, maybe not even two years ago. Well, and now and that, that sounds like that's not the case.
1: That, that may be the case. I don't think you can necessarily just equate how these kids are emotionally with their political views. And Those those two things don't always align. I don't know.
0: If, you, if you're if you raised with that kind of like, like you said, the bulldozer parents uh, where basically they validate everything you do and say everything you do is great and nothing, nothing you can do can be wrong. And if anything that's going to upset you um, is going to be you know, pushed out of the way, I don't think you can... I don't think you'll be raised, you'll be a, a traditional conservative person with that kind of attitude. You'll want somebody taking care of you. You want the government. You want a big. You, you want mommy and daddy to take care. of you. you want big government to take care of you.
1: I don't know because it seems. To or do it. they
0: think maybe they can do anything they want and they can handle anything? They don't need anybody because they don't realize that yeah. that's what their parents it, were doing to them. Maybe might that's be. it. Yeah. I mean,
1: you see, kids. I mean, they say um, the hippies came out of the the boomer generation and the not getting divorced and the you know. The, you know, it was you worked and you did this, and the hippies were like, yeah, you know, peace, love, dope kind of thing. And then the hippies had kids who were sort of like, geez, mom and dad are kind of weird. And they became more analytical. And I I think somehow, yes, you have a lot of similarities with your parents, but sometimes I think the way they do stuff sort of makes you go, I'm not, I'm going to do something opposite. I remember reading a study that said, And this was interesting to me as having a couple of kids or just a few years apart, how two kids raised in the same house with the same rules can be so very different. And the study showed that the second kid comes along and is over time is sort of like, what's first kid like? I'm going to do the opposite because they don't want to be like that other kid. They want to be themselves. And it starts at this very young age. And if that's the case with siblings, I got to believe there's a little bit of that with kids and parents. All right. So,
0: well, it's it's going to be pretty rough because I think it's a fundamental change, the, the way the social media and technology has, has changed so f- rapidly in the, in the past, shit, 15 years.
1: Well, there were some really interesting things that came out of this. I can think of three of them right off the top of my head. I'll probably forget a couple of these and get sidetracked. But the first one was, Height said, this is happening everywhere, but the increased amounts of it are happening in... The Northeast, the West Coast, like along the coast, and then Chicago; those are the hot spots for. It. And Mars audience, which is very hard left, didn't didn't
0: pause pick for, up on what that didn't meant. Didn't pick up for yeah. that for a
1: second. Those are the those are the Democrat SJW, not necessarily all Democrats, but all SJWs. When you get those two things together, the confluence of those value systems are leading to this can't be offended can't hear things we shouldn't we shouldn't hear we've got to stop people well, from i'd assume some, a place like
0: portland would be in there too
1: yeah and portland's on the coast
0: yeah so you well, think about close enough yeah you think about portland and the, the home of antifa and you know keep portland weird kind of that kind of attitude yeah so it's like where uh, we're unique snowflakes that's where that came from i think all that kind of attitude or a lot of it yeah so
1: okay. i I thought that was really weird. Uh, One of the other ones is it said boys tend to, um, though they're suicide rates, boys tend to bully physically. You know, so boys mix it up. And so the social media stuff doesn't affect them as much. Girls post things on Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram and sit there and wait for approval to come in.
0: Yeah, for validation, basically. And And if they don't get it.
1: That's why they are way more...
0: Or if they get the opposite of that, if they get bullied, right. then that's pretty big for them.
1: And Anthony Scarmucci was on the panel for the show, and he said, are we seeing any of the sanitization of of uh, social media hurting these kids? You know, the idea that they see other people's pictures that are probably all set up and filtered anyway. You know, I mean, how many times do they pose for these DM pictures before they put them out? Um and they're looking at it, and going, "That person's life is so much better than mine." And Height said, "Yeah, a lot of them. That really affects girls a lot. Mm-hmm. They're seeing other people's lives, going, you know, oh, that looks so much better." And then the third thing was, and this is what something I thought you would find interesting because we we've, we've both done this. Um, Height was saying that you know the boys are mostly playing video games on their. On their iPhones and stuff like that, so they're using these devices to sort of network with everybody else, and and they're playing even games in imaginary worlds. He says like his kids are running around killing people, but they're doing it in a sense of teamwork and all that. And the audience kind of laughs like, well, that's not very funny. And again, I think people have a hard time understanding that. I mean, you and I have played got lots of strategy shooter games together mm-hmm. and with other people. I've never once really considered going out and shooting up a mall, you know? No,
0: but we started those kind of games later in life.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I think, you know, you gotta, you gotta... The first time I ever played Grand Theft Auto, which was the first one that made me go, wow, I don't know if I want to see my wife watch, or, you know, seeing me play this game. Because there's some uncomfortable stuff in it. You do a lot of stuff in those games that you would never do in real life.
0: Well, I mean, when we were... When I was a, a kid at the age where kids are playing video games, now I was playing with Star Wars figures and G.I. Joes and stuff, and it was all war. It was all fighting and shooting and killing and all that. I mean, that's basically what boys do. didn't turn me into a killer.
1: <laughs> yeah, but if you were a 12-year-old playing Grand Theft Auto and you kill a hooker, do you really think you're going to go out in life and kill a hooker because you did it in a video game? I I don't think so. And, no, it's just like when you're playing
0: this- with your little action figures right. and you shoot each other in your action figures, you're not going to... Think that that's okay to do in real life
1: and the studies bear that out right that the games don't make people violent but what they do teach is that you you know for the ones we've played together and like i said there's probably eight or nine of them you have to learn to work with a group to succeed and plan to get through a task yeah you know
0: and a lot of, yeah a lot of times you can't do them ta- those tasks by yourself you have to get together with the group and you have to organize you have to plan it out you can't just go in there willy-nilly take strategy And if you don't do strategy or if you don't pull your weight, you get called out.
1: Well, that's why the whole Leroy Jenkins video is even funny. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to explain Leroy Jenkins. If you haven't heard about it, I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, you look at that and the audience is laughing. They're like, well, this is uncomfortable because they're talking about killing people. No, they're not. They're not killing anyone. They're playing a game.
0: Well, it'd be like like my example. It'd be like, yeah, I, I let my kids play with action figures and they they get together and they come up with these scenarios and they'll have to rescue somebody or they're like a, go in and, and, and uh, take out the bad guys who robbed a bank and'll they'll, they'll shoot them and and the, that's that's what they're doing it's a violent th- you know it's, it's violent for that but it's not translating to real life and if the people hear them say it that way they'd be like oh, oh, oh that's violent no, no that's what kids do that's what boys do. It's not meant to uh, simulate real life.
1: Well, one of the most fun games you and I have ever played, at least in my mind, was the uh, Payday games.
0: Yeah, until they, they ruined them.
1: Yeah, you are. Well, until they screwed up the mechanics of it, but we won't do a Payday review here. You played as bank robbers.
0: And you killed a lot of cops. You
1: killed a lot of cops, and you. Oh, you, uh, well, there was one where you make meth.
0: Yeah, that's you know, so I mean, weird.
1: It's just. It's crazy. You did all these different scenarios. I mean, if you weren't stealing something or killing somebody. You know, in one of those, and but it was teamwork, and it was fun. You know what's
0: funny about it? You don't you don't think of it as killing cops when you're playing it. No, it's just the enemy that's they're all swatted out or whatever. But it would be funny if all of a sudden they plopped in some character that was like some you know doughy dad bod guy that shows up and he's like, "Hey, what's going on here?" <laughs> Fumbles with his gun and you shoot him. You're like. He's like, oh, I have kids. And you're like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? That would know, change things.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny, though? And maybe this is different. So, um, you know, we played a lot of The Division. And you can run around The Division. There's dogs and cat. Or I never
0: cat. shot a dog in that game.
1: Neither did I. I never once. You can. Mm-hmm. You can shoot the dogs. And um, I never once did it. I mean, the game is so realistic. It's like got dogs running yeah. around the street. And they'll just sh- take sit down and take a shit. I take a
0: steaming dump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the winner.
1: <laughs> and there's... There's crows and rats in the game, and, you, and I've shot those and not felt bad about it. I've never once shot one of the dogs. The only time a dog has ever died around me in one of those games is I tripped off one of the uh, one of the mines that one of the bad guys leaves behind mm-hmm. in a subway, and there was a dog running to me in the subway, like saw me was coming to sniff, and it got caught in the blast, and it didn't kill it right away it sort of gets wounded and then walks over and lays down by me and dies oh,
0: i was like oh
1: my god that's terrible i know it's like oh it's so heartbreaking and you know 30 seconds later you're shooting a bunch of guys in hoodies that's, and masks. that's
0: kind of what funny people there are people that don't get it that see that and go well i don't get it so you you have empathy for those dogs you refuse to shoot them in the game although you can it doesn't really matter it's it, they're not real but you can shoot the hell out of the people the things that are representing people and you have a problem with that and i go yeah, <laughs> I guess I can. So I don't. I'm not going to explain it to you. I guess.
1: Yeah, and yet have never shot a person in real
0: right. life. Right.
1: I mean, it's just it's silly to me that people are equating that stuff. But anyway, off the subject of the Hype video, that's that's something I think people should look at because Jonathan Height. I mean, he's not. He's like Jordan Peterson. He's not a super conservative guy. He's a lefty. Jordan Peterson's a lefty, even though people don't believe it. He's an alt-right Nazi. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Haidt is saying stuff that I think people are going to start saying pretty soon. Well, Haidt's part of the intellectual dark web. You know, he's part of one of these, um, you know, sort of le- or righty groups. That,
0: alt-right adjacent. Uh, <laughs> That's another term.
1: Is that the new term? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I I thought that video was interesting. Well, should we get some st- table topics? Oh, yeah,
0: sure. You got them? Yep. All right.
1: Okay, we're getting to the end of these things. Probably... Oh, there's
0: uh, different versions, so we'll probably grab another one.
1: Is there a Cards Against Humanity kind of one?
0: I'm sure there's risque ones, but... Uh...
1: Crow, why are you so angry? <laughs> Bro. Uh, are you an early bird or a night owl, and what do you enjoy doing during that golden time?
0: Night owl pornography. <laughs> I do that at work. <laughs> uh, night owl. I generally, or I used to like to read late, um, but now that my eyes are getting so bad, uh, and I, when I listen to audiobooks, they put me right to sleep. So even if it's interesting, so uh, yeah, now it's it's usually watching videos, prepping for for this, <laughs> watching YouTube videos.
1: Well, it's funny because if I go over to Crow's house, um, I'll. We'll sit down and he'll pull up, he'll pull up all of these, uh, all of these YouTube channels and God, you've got like fifty of those things. No, right.
0: I got like 172, I think. You
1: got to check this one. You got to check this one, <laughs> and then I am going to click over to Amazon. You got to check here and here, and you never watch any regular TV, do you? Not anymore.
0: Ah, every once in a while, I've, I've got things. I, I still have cable for some reason. I think it's because it's bundled with my internet, but uh, I I shouldn't. It's it's a waste of money for me because I don't hardly ever watch it anymore.
1: The only sh- the only show I watch is The Walking Dead, and even then it's like mm, mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of going downhill. It's been slowly doing that for a while, but yeah, I'm a night owl. I th- I don't know if I ever studied in college when it was light outside, just because
0: my my natural kind of time clock puts me to sl- to bed around midnight. That's like natural, and then naturally I wake up around eight.
1: Yeah, so that's the same.
0: that's that's about. It. I mean, I can lounge around in bed till nine or ten, though.
1: <laughs> I think more clearly at night.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, people always say, "Hey, you should get up early so you get the day going before everybody else is up and everything." And I think, what's the difference if you stay up after everybody's? Yeah.
0: Well, I get insomnia too, so I, I get you get that point where your gears are grinding in your head and you can't stop thinking and. At night, that's—I mean—I get bouts of insomnia, maybe once every couple months.
1: Well, but all your hate keeps you warm,
0: though—at least. It keeps me up. Keeps me warm, but it keeps me up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how does technology increase your enjoyment of life?
0: Uh, the, the maps, MapQuest, or uh, Google Maps—the GPS.
1: You couldn't find my fucking. Fuck! Bus. I
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to get anywhere. Without detailed instructions, and most people be like, they're like, I don't want to give you detailed instructions. I don't want to wait to write down, turn by turn, every fucking step to get to my, whatever you're you know, to the party or to the house or whatever. So, you know, now that people just go, oh, yeah, here's the address. And I go, boom, put it in the GPS <laughs> yes. yeah. and head to it.
1: Do you remember 15 years ago when people would say, okay, get out a pen and paper and you're going to drive, you know, you're going to drive about a mile and a half. And then there's a McDonald's on your right. You're going to go to the second left after that. And oh, yeah. And, you know turn
0: oh i had to drive with a notebook like in my hand as i was driving for turn by turn because i could not remember ahead, left and right yeah like i would transpose left and right every fucking time so i couldn't i couldn't just go okay the next next turns a right turn put the pad down and drive okay here it is here's that street here i'm gonna take a right no because i immediately go right or left and i go i can't remember. okay i'll take a left and it was always wrong because i, I had that weird dyslexia when it comes to directions <laughs>
1: Well, funny story for me. My uh, my wife and I had lunch one day. And Crow and I were going to see a movie. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And you came and met us for lunch. And the you were like, all right, now how do I get to the movie theater again? I'm like, it is literally right there across the street. And I'm not shitting you. It's across the street. You could, I mean, 50 yards? So you had to go out of the restaurant, take a right, and go straight and take a right. And you went to the restaurant and took a left. Yeah. And I watched you in my rearview mirror, and my wife calls me from, because she was going somewhere else, calls me from the car and goes, did he just go left? Like, yeah, he'll call me in a couple minutes saying, where is it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's me. So, yeah, that, that part of technology is pretty amazing. That That's the first thing that, that comes to mind.
1: Well, do you remember, I was going to say, after, you know, when people would give you the directions and then MapQuest came out, we mm-hmm. thought that, that was so cool because it yeah. gave you a map? Yep. Yeah, now, can you imagine going around without GPS now?
0: No, there's part of my job that I wouldn't be able to do. Like I said, without, you couldn't find my house.
1: Yeah, I don't think you could find my house.
0: Nope. So, yeah. What about you?
1: Uh, well, I was going to go with yours and say porn, but, uh, you know, you <laughs> went all serious on me. I, God, I don't know. I, um, There's so many different advances, and it's just accelerating faster and faster.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's you'd have to actually sit down and think about it to see how much um, technology in general. I mean, that's a little broad.
1: I mean, for work, the stuff you can do with an Excel spreadsheet now.
0: Is stuff you can do computer-wise on your phone to, is amazing. Yeah. And there's no such thing as like uh, trivia challenges anymore. You just pop, look it up on your phone. If you have a head for trivia, you're worthless. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All you can do is get it faster than Google can. Yeah. Yeah. It's No, that's true. I uh, I still think of that a joke where he says, uh, Google has ruined good bar arguments forever. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. people will be like, fuck you. No, here's what it is. Yeah. And the only thing, maybe now, is if you get competing Google references and one says, no, it says this. No, this one says that. And you argue back and forth about it. Yeah. So, here, let's do one more. What's the highlight and low light of your year so far?
0: Eh, that's one that take a little bit. If you want to be serious about it, take a while to think about that.
1: Okay, well, for next time. Sure. Sure.
0: Right. And then you probably get to we get too personal where people can figure shit out about us and then, then dox us. So no, no, sir, I shall not.
1: <laughs> okay, that's.
0: I'll not have it. I will not be doxed. Okay, that's a challenge. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a challenge because it would be very easy. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't all that clever in setting up our uh, incognito accounts and all that it's pretty easy to figure out who we are so what's
1: the uh what's the homer simpson thing who are you joe incognito (laughs) uh you probably don't because you're not a sports ball fan but uh then i'm not a big nfl fan but you know a few years ago that miami dolphins guy who uh, sort of uh got kicked out of football for racially bullying one of the other guys on his team and his name was richie incognito i'm like is that is that real Sure it is. Wow. His last name's Incognito. (laughs) I kind of vaguely
0: remember that, but I don't remember that name.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Turns out he's crazy. All right. Um, So this uh, Sasha, it's a YouTube channel. He's got, uh, was it, it's like Sasha Every Day or something like that, but his other channel is Sasha second.
0: Yeah, and I have no idea who this guy is and what he does. I don't know,
1: that. but I've watched a bunch of his videos since then.
0: If you hear the term "social" or like social media influencer, that's kind of like the impression I got from the guy. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, he does a lot of man on the street. Yeah, somebody things. whose job is just to kind of go out and be uh, give your advice on yoga or, so, or yoga techniques or something, and then the next day go out and say this is my favorite cologne. And go out the next day and go, this is how you pick up chicks. And go out the next day and go, you know, here's a fancy car I'm going to drive around that I rented. It's just a guy that just does random shit is what I, my impression I get from him. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, his channel's decent sized. He's got 65,000 people following him.
0: But Yeah, I have no clue because I just – it was funny. You, you mentioned this this to me, this video of his. Um, on but you Man-
1: had already seen it when I got there, Yeah, you
0: about and, it. and we must have the same algorithms that pop that up as a recommend from other stuff we watched. Tim Poole. Or whatever sticks. Which is
1: weird because you watch all those, uh, you know, white nationalist prepper videos and I don't.
0: Alt-white adjacent?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, um, anyway, uh, so this guy, he goes in this video and he he does a lot of, he starts out asking some questions that might sound semi-provocative. And then he sort of leads people to something. And he's got a couple of videos like this. But in this one particular one, I think he's in New York City he's done some in London, too. But there's some, looks like college-age students doing, a, they're doing some speeches, favorite political speeches, and they're acting them out in the park. And he goes up to this one woman and says, uh, can you tell me something that women knew better than men?
0: She's like mid-20s, right? Yeah, probably. Mid to late. Like 26 is kind of how I pegged her.
1: And uh, probably had bulldozer her parents from the way she reacts mm-hmm. to this. But she says... I mean, very lighthearted and nice and polite. says, oh, you know, sort of emotional support and names a bunch of things. And
0: Yeah, two or three things that women are better at. And she, she, she basically comes even, right up the top of her head.
1: Probably even more than that.
0: I think it was only two or three, but it says, was easy for her. Yeah.
1: And then he says, uh, can you name something that men do better than women? Dead Long, silence.
0: awkward, dead silence. Like
1: five or ten seconds. And to she, the point where he even has to go like, anything? Anything come to your head? And she's like no and he goes how about like being stronger like physically stronger and you can see the cognitive dissonance in her head like she wants to go well realistically men are physically stronger than women but i wouldn't say that and she finally gets to well i don't i don't think stronger is the right word i just and he goes yeah yeah,
0: no i mean physically i mean we're not talking about generally just 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 like muscles he pointed to his arm like muscles
1: yeah he goes like an average guy like me couldn't
0: he stands next to her. he's like, you know, know six inches, seven inches taller than yeah. her.
1: And she goes, well, there are some women. He goes, oh, yeah, some women. He goes, but your average guy and your average woman, the guy's going to be a lot stronger. She, she just will not give it up. Nope. And he's like. And then he
0: finally, he, I, it was funny. She, You could see the gears were turning and they were like kind of like freezing up and all this. She couldn't kind of like, it was almost like a computer. Like it was it was fucking up. And then at one point she finally thinks real hard about what 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 can I say that's good about men? She goes, they're. They can be more emotionally closed off or something. It was a weird thing. Yeah.
1: And then she goes, okay. And then she sort of walks away. And then these guys off camera, this really sort of cucked, white, nighty, you know, six, four hundred and thirty pound, scrawny looking white guy comes up and he goes, You made her cry. And he's like, he's I, like Really? I didn't, you know, I didn't... She's crying. I don't think she's crying. She's crying. So these two black guys come up to him and one sort of got Real in his face right away. Man. Got right in his face and he's like, What what are you doing here? What are you what are you filming? What's what this? What's going on? Yeah, what are you doing? Turn that camera off, you know, kinda of thing. What what'd you do to her? And the guy's just like I didn't do he goes, anything. He
0: said I asked questions. What, what kind of questions? Uh, I can ask him do you if you yeah. like?
1: What's this for? What are you doing this for who are you with? From
0: my YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh.
1: Who are you what for? The guy was
0: very calm.
1: Yeah. And then the guy goes, uh, he goes, so turn that camera off. He goes, you want to turn the camera off? He goes, fine, but let me ask you the questions. And then he, he cuts to the end where he basically says, you know, I talked to these guys and everything was fine. You know, um, he said "And we had a good laugh about this and we talked about a few things that we agreed on and a few things we didn't. But, you know, he's had a couple other videos where he's done this. He's gone up to a group of women and everything and asked them. And he got this one guy and he even asked the guy. You know what do you what do you think? What are men better than women? The guy's like, I don't know. Hmm. I can't think of anything. You know what's funny? One of the first things the guy said when uh, the Sasha guy asked him what are women better at than men, he goes, uh, "Science." And no, he did. He did.
0: Here's the thing. There, yeah, there are women that are great at science, uh, and that uh, that. Or, or gravitate towards the, the STEM fields, science. What is it? What is it? STEM. A STEM is science, technology, engineering, math, something yep. like that. Um, so there's been this big push the last, last, I don't know how many years, just a real, like, just crazy, I, I think, personally, push to get women to get into STEM fields, even though it's not there a lot of women's proclivity. It's not what they want to do. But it's just, just push saying you have to, you know, you have to prove that that women can do this. And women are just as much, and they're just as into this as men. And it's like, yeah, it's sure, I'm sure there are women that are into it. And we shouldn't have barriers for women that want to be into that. But this fucking push towards getting women in STEM is bullshit. And it's going to make a lot of unhappy women. Who's stopping women from going no, into men? No fucking buddy is. And that's the thing. And they're trying to, it's social engineering at its worst. I know, but. It's this e- 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 uh, egalitarian bullshit. That they're pushing, saying, well, women can do whatever men can do. And it's like, not really. Uh, Firefighter, uh, yeah, you can be a woman firefighter. You're not going to be as effective as a man. (gasps) How dare I? Yeah. Well, then why did they keep lowering the the fucking requirements to become a firefighter? Because women can't, mostly women can't hack it. You know, same with some of the military shit. Well, I mean, a female firefighter might
1: be able to... uh, you know, uh, plot out where the hoses go and order her people. Oh, yeah, in the sure. She might be able to do all that stuff. She might even be better strategically at, you know, how to put this yeah. fire out. Yeah. She might be smarter like that. You just, you don't know person to person, but what you do know person to person is a physiological fact that men are overall stronger than women. They have a higher density of, you know, uh, of, uh, Body uh, less body fat, more muscle mass,
0: bigger lung capacity, bigger hearts,
1: everything. And so, stuff. a woman who's a good firefighter and is even if she's 150 pounds and strong is going to have a harder time picking up a 250 pound person at the top of a smoky stairway and carrying them out than your average guy or is. Or lugging heavy oh, hose around. Yeah, exactly.
0: But then the people say, well, now you're saying women aren't good physically or mentally because you're saying they should stay out of STEM. I'm saying, no, they shouldn't stay out of STEM. I'm saying there are women that can, that, that are gravitate towards the STEM field and be good at it and be great at it. Problem is the majority of women aren't, that's not their focus. That's not the, that's not what will make them happy.
1: But who, who, I just want to know these women are saying, well, women are told not to go into STEM. Who's the people show, telling them that? No
0: one's telling them not to go into STEM. That's the thing. I mean,
1: there might there might be your odd person who says oh. uh, women shouldn't be in STEM. You might have some, you might have some sexist college professor somewhere or high school teacher who goes, ah, uh, women
0: shouldn't do it. But or or you or you get to the the point where there's guys that actually say, yeah, in in STEM fields, um, when I've worked with men, the men have have done better because they work longer, they work harder, they uh, they uh, you know they're more focused, they're they're more basically ADD about it, you know, and and that's what it takes for some of these. These positions where, where the the women don't want to do that. They don't want to sit there and and spend eighteen hours uh, dealing with with you know computations and mathematical formula and all that kind of stuff. It's not what they're. It's not that they can't. It's that they just don't want to. Yeah. It's not part of their drive. It's not part of their motivation. So I'm not saying we're not saying nobody's saying you're inferior mentally. We're just saying you have different. Focuses and different, and it's part of who you are. Is differences between men and women, and they go a lot of the problem. Same with this bullshit about the the pay and you know, like the pay, wage gap. It's because women have different fucking priorities. That's what it comes down to. And that some men can do a little bit more dangerous jobs, but like these corporate jobs, it's women they do. They get in there, gangbusters. They do great, and then they decide I want to deal with, I want to be with my family, or I want to raise a family, and they yeah. drop out, or they you know, and they do that because that's more fulfilling for them.
1: I'd like to see somebody in business tell Carly Fiorina that she can't run a company. And
0: she can absolutely she
1: can. That's the thing. We're not saying they can't. Better than better than a lot of men.
0: Now that's an outlier, though. and That's the thing. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not trying to socially um, uh, adjust men and women to be exactly equal. That's stupid to do that. And we're but we're not putting up barriers saying that you can't do what men do and women can't do. Other than. I'm not going to get into the transgender thing in sports right now cuz that's a whole fucking different subject. But uh, I'm talking specifically men biological men and biological women.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That that we as a society there are roles that men and women tend to tend to gravitate towards and they and they tend to be better at. And not to say that there's a woman that can't be good at a role that a man is t- traditionally good at or a man's better at a role. That that but that's an outlier. And I'm not saying you can't have that and not allow it. It should be allowed. It should be no problem with that. But to try to push it that, no, 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 all women have to be just as good or just as motivated to do what men do. And all men have to be just as good and just motivated. No, that's, that's, that's social manipulation that's not healthy.
1: Well, again, I know I keep saying this and it's a rhetorical question. Who is keeping these women out? It's not like they're trying out for the football team. And these guys who are way bigger than them and real masculine and, you know, maybe sexist and all that are saying, you can't come over for football, girly. You're looking at people when they get into engineering are going to tend to be a little more towards the geeky sort of socially awkward stage.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe even on the spectrum. Yeah. Slightly aspergy.
1: If you're any woman who's played video games and can tell you that if she gets online and says, I'm a woman. Immediately, guys are like, "Oh yeah, you know," because it's rare. My point is that I think a lot of these, let's for lack of a better term, geeks who are in a lot of these STEM fields, if a woman said she was interested, they'd be like, "Come on in," you know.
0: But if it if it proves out that she is in there for different motivations, right? that it turns out that, yeah, she does like that attention or whatever because that's part of what's driving her, the motivation. Uh, and I'm not saying that's the only reason because, yes, I, I hate having to reiterate this. There are women that will be fantastic in the STEM fields,
1: mm-hmm. and there's
0: no other motivation other than they love the STEM. Right? Yeah. And uh, that's fine. And if you're that woman listening to the show, I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't be doing that because you absolutely should do that if that's something that you're driven to do and you're good at it. But if you're not, if, if you're not good at something like that and people are forcing you to think, no, you have to do this because you have to represent women and women and women in STEM fields. And we have to, everybody, we have to prove. No, you don't have to prove fucking anything. Yeah. We we get it. Because, guys, we get it. You can. You can do that. Absolutely. But generally speaking, as a whole in society, no, it's not, it's not normal for women to be gravitate towards STEM. And I'm not saying it's abnormal like in a bad way if they are i'm just saying you know, i hate having to say that you know yeah
1: you know who ginger z is Mm-mm. she's a uh, meteorologist i mean not a weather girl a meteorologist okay for abc i think she's on good morning america or today show or whatever the abc show is and uh i remember reading an article about her real attractive uh she was a cheerleader in high school and all that stuff she is The atypical example of what you would expect for a woman who's into science and weather and all that. Um, Not to say that you can't be an attractive cheerleader who wants to be into weather, right? But that was sort of the way they positioned this article. They're like, wow, you're not really a weather girl. You're You're a meteorologist. You like this. You actually went through and did it. And I was thinking, if she was an unattractive woman... Do you think she'd have a better chance of being in that job than a guy? Probably not. If she's an attractive woman in that job, she's going to rock it past well, the net.
0: But let's say with guys though, there uh, a guy who's a like a dreamy stud muffin is going to be more gravitate to more social things than even if he has a mind for science or whatever. It's it's he's going to be more he's not going to be that geeky guy that spends twenty four hours a day, you know, working on algorithms or whatever. He's that's that guy's gonna be more socially. Right. um, But if he's
1: if he's a good looking weather guy, he's gonna go farther than your average looking weather guy. Right? Unless the weather guy's funny. That's a whole topic for another thing. But an attractive woman has a way better chance than all those guys for something like being on TV. And so that was it was interesting. I think this article was trying to paint her as, you know, she really is smart. And I'm like, do you do you realize what you're doing? You know, you're you're sort of saying, Wow, she's smart and she's Yeah, and but that attractive. that could be
0: applied. It, it could be applied both to men and women saying because they're attractive, you take them less seriously, their their intellectual um, acumen less seriously because you think, well, they get vibe on, on their looks in life. It's
1: just But the whole point of the article was that, you know, she's smart too, and geez, how weird is that? Yeah, and I just thought you're you're reinforcing a stereotype. You're blaming other people for right. So, yeah, whatever.
0: Well, we're coming up on time here.
1: So. Let's pull the plug then.
0: All right. If you need to, if you need absolutely need to contact us,
1: or if you just feel like telling Crow he's an idiot,
0: um, put out the crow signal, and I'll come swooping through your window. But uh, if you just want to talk about whatever, want us to come up with a subject, or if you disagree with us on something, because I'm sure there's something I said that someone's going to disagree with. You can contact Rooster at Podcast dot com or Crow at Podcast dot com,
1: and check us out on our Facebook page, Bread and Circuses Podcast.
0: See you! Bye.